You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. I have uh, Karen Respecki, the founder of MasonJars.com. So Karen, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, tell me about uh, Mason Jars. What was the idea that sparked the uh, the website and the whole initiative? Yeah, well, actually, um, I'm a maker. I, I make a product for Mason Jars. Uh, the brand's called Recap. And in the process of, of selling it and going to trade shows and, and meeting people, um, I felt like there was a gap um, for makers like me, you know, smaller brands that are really trying to grow. Um, there wasn't really a good marketplace, online marketplace uh, to, to do that. It's uh, really expensive and cumbersome going to trade shows to try to get uh, wholesale accounts. And marketplaces like Amazon is just really noisy and easy to get lost. They have Amazon has over five million sellers. Uh, same same with all the you know big marketplaces. Um, so it's really hard for small brands to get noticed. And then I also when when I uh, did trade shows or just reached out to to other entrepreneurs, I felt like there was this real collaborative movement of makers and and folks of original brands that wanted to work together and leverage each other. And it was really a, um, a collaborative ex- uh, experience versus competitive. And so I wanted to tap into that and create a marketplace that could showcase um, original brands and do it in a way that had a really close connection with consumers. Okay. So what kind of things uh, are you you know, fostering the um, the marketing of on the site or the display of on the site? It's not, is it just your own products or is it uh, a whole bunch of, you know, small business, local brands? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a marketplace. So it's not just a, a website for my own brand. It's it's opened up for other, other brands. We have about 100 other sellers uh, either on the site or in the pipeline to be launched. And our hope is to, to grow it to... 2,000 or more original brands, again, that we, we allow them that platform for these brands to sell direct to consumer uh, or tap into our wholesale network and, and sell wholesale. And for, for customers, um, what we wanted to do is provide an experience that allowed people to understand how to make something with a product how to um, not just go in and shop, shopping, you know, important people like to do that, but also tying it to the experience. And so we really have a lot of rich resources that people can use 
for example, if they want to learn how to ferment, you know, we have the information there to help them through it. And um, they can buy the products that go with that experience. Or if they have the stuff at home that they can do on their own, that's fine, too. So we wanted to create um, something that was a we were able to connect uh, consumers, buyers with actual makers so that they can learn and grow. So what's the theme of all the brands? Is it um, self-sufficient living or is it just things in the home or, you know, how would you characterize? Yeah, self-sufficiency is definitely a theme, um, but really we're it's trying to focus in on kitchenware, pantry, and garden, and we feel like we can really make a difference in those areas because it's a symbol of mason jars, right? How to make your own food and eat healthy and, and create things, whether it's for yourself, your, your home and your family, or giving as gifts, so it's really very much around um, making small batch, and and we focus on the kitchenware, the pantry, and garden. And um, there's other things too. There's things that would be maybe char- characterized as decor, and certainly we have some pet things and and kids as well. Uh, but it's all about that home and garden experience. Okay. Um, so within home and garden, I guess it would be like growing your own vegetables, um, fermenting your own foods. Um, maybe gadgets or recipes to make fun desserts that are, uh, you know, diet friendly or low sugar or things like that. I'm just pulling out topics. Mm -hmm. Are these some of the things that would be highlighted on the site, for instance? Yeah, exactly. We have, we have this really nice um, post uh, on making pickles. And so we actually had one of the interns that was working uh, with us um, met with his grandma and spent the summer with his grandma learning how her special recipe for making pickles. And he shows step-by-step how to do it and, you know, shows him picking the the actual cucumbers from the garden, gives you the recipe, shows you, you know, what all all the ingredients you need, all the products that would help make the, the um, experience better. Um, So that's like one example of, a lot of people, um, young, younger folks, might not have learned from their parents or grandparents. They might, they might have some memories of, of pickles or jams or, or some specialty foods, um, but a lot of people haven't taken the time to actually learn the craft. And so we're, we're helping with that process. So what are you seeing the community likes most or reacts to most? Uh, well, it's funny because our site is masonjars.com. So a lot of people coming to our site are interested in mason jars in general. And some of the more um, most more popular posts are really when we post things that are informative about mason jars. So that, that gains um, a lot of traction. And things like, uh, like I mentioned, that um, grandma's pickles, and we show specifically how to do different fermentations. Those are really popular. We have an ebook. We we try to have a lot of um, free with purchase ebooks that are you know goes into much more depth than maybe the blog posts will. And uh, we have a fermentation ebook that's extremely popular that gets a ton of downloads. Well, in the world of uh, fermentation, for instance, what? what I mean, I'll just ask you a few details. Like, um, what kinds of things can you ferment, and you know, what are some of the the benefits of fermenting your own foods? Yes, I think the, um, there's a huge uh, education around gut health right now. So a lot of people interested in 
eating, eating healthy, being healthy, have been, really been learning about their, their gut biome and, and how eating different foods help that. And ferment, fermented foods is one of them. And there's so many fermented foods out there. Obviously, beer is an example. Um, chocolate mm. is an example of fermented food. But um, we, we do a lot. Yeah, chocolate is a ferment is a fermented food, and uh, really? so is tea. Yeah, tea is fermented. So um, really? yeah, so there's really? a yeah, it's a ferment. It's a process that um, kind of changes the chemistry of the raw food, makes it more easily uh, digestible. Hmm. And uh, we. We spend a lot of time talking about how to ferment vegetables uh, because, um, it, you know, years ago, people did a lot of canning. And I think canning, uh, while there still are a lot of people canning, it, it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, and what I love about fermenting is it's a great way to get a variety of vegetables and uh, and pack, pack them in the jars, do the, do the fermentation process. And it is extremely easy. The um, the fermented vegetables are delicious, and you can and they're shelf stable. You keep them on the sh- on the shelf uh, while they're fermenting, so it doesn't take up a you know a lot of refrigerator room or anything. Um, so a lot of people are interested in the the vegetables. Um, we have a lot of good recipes. Like one of one of the more popular ones is a jardinera, where you have the cauliflower and um, garlic and carrots and, and peppers. That That's a really, really popular mix, as well as the sauerkraut. We have a, um, we have a sauerkraut that's a, a ginger orange um, a sauerkraut, apple sauerkraut that is phenomenal. It's actually one of my favorites. It is so delicious, very easy to make. And what's cool about this uh, you know, putting together a, a ferment, it's easy. All it does is sit on the uh, on the counter, and um, based on how however much time you need to to create, it could be a week, could be four weeks. You have when when you have like a people over, you have a really interesting meal or a, an addition to a meal that was really easy, and um, that's one of the things I love about it is because you can. You can come off as being a, a really good cook without a lot of um, effort. And there's other things that are uh, fermented as well. Um, we're, I'm just now getting into miso, um, is, which is um, something I think people are going to, it's going to become more popular. A lot of people aren't making their own miso. Um, those those uh, have very limited resources in the U.S., uh, an expertise in the U.S., so there's only so many books available. But that's a that's mm. a really a fun product to make. And then um, other other fermented uh, items are like kombucha. Kombucha is extremely yeah. popular right now. Expensive to to buy. You know, you go into the store and buy a, you know a bottle of kombucha. It's going to be like you know five bucks, definitely three to five bucks. Um, if you make your own, it's it's significantly cheaper, and all it is is it's called a scoby. You use this this um, a symbiotic uh, culture of of bacteria and yeast, and that's along with the tea. It's a black tea and sugar, and becomes a kombucha. And then there's interesting things you can do with the flavors. That's very cool. Oh, interesting. You um, 
so you have people that actually sell the kits to make these products or at least provide the recipes like you you interview them for the website or they'll post or like how do you interact right. with the people in the world of, of whatever you sell yeah exactly so so for example i have a, a the product company recap and we make kits to help people use use for for making their own kefir or kombucha or fermentation but as far as like kefir and kombucha i don't sell or get involved with the cultures the, the scobies that you need to actually start the starters and so we have um sellers we have a seller that is uh doing that that's that's their expertise they they sell the kefir cultures or the uh kombucha cultures and then they'll sell other other products that help the process go easier so we um that's that's the beauty of a marketplace we're trying to bring in different original products that help with a certain solution and working a working across um, the uh, makers for these solutions. So that's kind of the point of, of our focus. And then we can create, and we do have um, with the videos and we have eBooks and we have the blog posts that help you follow along. So where do you see that um, things are evolving right now and where do you want to take the site? So um, we actually want to uh, get more involved and deeper into the small batch pantry so um and and i'll bring up miso as an example um that's one where we'll uh we're going to be reaching out and seeing who who's making this this miso for sale to others because it's a a a somewhat complicated process because not everybody's going to make it themselves so maybe somebody wants to make it themselves but then what's cool about that is grabbing um products and trying products from others Uh, another probably more specific example would be hot sauce, right? Hot sauce is actually pretty easy to make and that's a fermented process. So you would take the peppers, uh, you put it in a, in a brine, you ferment it for, for however long, and then you blend it and you can create some really interesting hot sauces fairly simply. But what's great about like hot sauce, for example, is trying other people's stuff. And so we do have some hot sauces and, and chilies and so forth on our on our site, small batch uh, products that people can buy. And that's the beauty of the uh, small batch pantry that we're trying to um, where, where we see our future is really getting all these different local specialties that you're not going to find in a store. They're they're made with you know tender loving care from with organic products probably from their own garden and just sharing those experiences and different flavors and and um, sharing how how it's made and so people can try to make it themselves or just support other people who are putting the effort into making it. Hmm. Interesting. Um, any new trends coming up? Um, I guess the small batch pantry concepts it can include uh i mean yeah all kinds of fermented foods i mean all kinds of preserved foods i mean the whole world in there so it makes sense that uh, that's where you're headed right exactly like honey one of the um areas of our focus is is honey and maple syrup because you have you know so many small make makers farmers that are creating their their own batches and uh, honey specifically is unique from hive, hive to hive. 
the properties are unique to that area. And I foresee being able to have a site that people can go to. Let's say, for example, I'm headed to Asheville, North Carolina, which I just happened to do last week. Well, they're, they're in the season where everything's popping and um, I have allergies. It'd be great to, mm. within like a month before I go, get some, get some honey from that region and start using it and seeing if that makes a difference to help me acclimate when I go to that region. So there's a lot of benefits with, with having regional food and trying it even, even prior to visiting the region. Well, so do you primarily sell the recipes and the do-it-yourself stuff, or do you do done-for-you, meaning, you know, what if I wanted to stock my pantry with little samples of, you know, the special honey and kombucha and tea, and, you know, do you offer, like, a package service where I can, you know, buy some of these products, or do I have to make them myself? Oh, no, no, right. It's This is definitely products to buy. Uh, we okay, we good. provide We provide resources and help if somebody wants to make it, uh, because we think okay. there's a, a, lot of, a lot of benefit. But no, these are products to buy so that so you don't have to go through all the work. <laughs> do, you, do you have uh, people requesting stuff? And then maybe if you get enough requests for something, you can you know commission someone in your network to go make it and offer it for sale? Do you, like, how do new products come onto your listings or come into your universe? You know, what's the process there? Yeah, so we, we actually reach out and find uh, makers through searches. And then they also find us. So we have an application process. It's pretty robust. We get applications uh, every day from, from makers who want to sell on our site. So um, there's, it's twofold, Pe- people finding us because everybody's always looking for a new outlet to, to sell. And, um, and then us just doing, doing our searches. And we look for quality products. So um, our our marketplace is uh, different from Amazon in another respect is that uh, we have to approve it. So sellers are definitely vetted. We, we check out their brand. We check out their quality. We make sure that they can fulfill orders. We make sure they're ready. And, and if they're not, sometimes people contact us and they're not ready. And, um, you know, that's okay. We can help give them uh, some tips on what's needed. Some people are really just new and uh, maybe they just started uh, with a product and they haven't figured out how to fulfill orders or they haven't, they don't even have good photos and we help them understand, Hey, this is what you need to have good product photography. This is, uh, you know, this is what you need to create the copy to make this a, a com- compelling information. Uh, so, so we help help the newbies to get to a place where they can be on the site. Okay. Um, what, when you look at the products that Amazon has or, you know, local grocery stores and stuff like that, how is the stuff that uh, you're showcasing different? I mean, I, I know obviously it's not the big brands, but what do you, what do you notice is the, uh, the most striking differences between you know, like the mom and pops or the small brands that sell this stuff versus uh, you know, what the big companies that sell it? Yeah, the personal touch, they just, um, just even the packaging and, and the notes that you get with the products and um, it, just the amount of attention that they put and love that they put into their product. It's just so obvious. They really, they really care. They care about their, their, um, the, the produce selection, you know, where are they getting it? Is it, is it organic? The other thing that's different with us is, you're going to see a face with a brand 
we this is this is not some corporate entity that's trying to you know fake out some sort of persona to um green greenwash what they're doing these are real people that are have a story behind their product they created it for a reason and like we have some dog dog care products um on our site as well and you know this started well you know maybe the maybe the dog had a problem with its fur or you took their dogs for walks and their paws kept getting injured and so they created a a, a paw balm so there's there's stories behind why the makers have created their product and and they put a lot of of, of their own personality and and care into the products i think that's the difference it's and we're and we're very transparent um, anybody selling on our site, they have to they have to tell us where it's made, and it's not like you can't have a product that's made in outside the U.S. or you know China or anywhere. It, but we're we're looking for full disclosure, and that's that's another different um, difference with our site, I believe, in our marketplace than others. We we really try to tell the full picture so that people that are conscious consumers can have all the information and make good choices. Hmm. Okay. Well, very good. So what's the process for people to, uh, to find out more? They just go to masonjars.com and browse if they want to buy or look for the application yep. if they want to apply. Yes, exactly. Okay. Any other, uh, interesting, interesting things you, you want to bring up? Like as you've gone through this journey and created this site and this community, any insights you've gotten that surprised you or has it led to how you live or, you live your life and what you eat and what you do. Yeah, I've actually, I've, I've personally so much enjoyed working with the other makers and getting to um, actually test out their products. Um, that's part of the process. They have to send a sample so that we can review the quality and, and experience. And what's, what's interesting, there's some things I thought, but, you know, they contacted us and they're like, oh, I have I have such and such a product and, um, you know, I want to sell it on your site. And we're like, OK, yes, yeah, send it in so we can look it over. And at first I'm like, oh, I don't I don't know. This doesn't seem too interesting. And then once we receive it, it's like what you touch and feel it. And then you think about all the things that can be done with that product. You get very excited. So it's um, it was it's great to keep very open minded uh, about the makers and their products and and really seeing where where it can go so that that's been really a lot of fun all right very good well um again so people can go to masonjars.com and uh, i appreciate you coming on the podcast thank you so much for having me you're listening to the future tech podcast with richard jacobs Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. 
No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.